I'm going to take on the fight to Sacramento. I am going to restore your life and I am going to protect your liberty. Dr. Michael Huang, an internist and a family physician in California, has never shut doors to his patients during the pandemic. And now he decided to knock on the door of Sacramento. We all have that choice. We can basically live like American, or we can get rid of the white strap and paint it all red and put a little yellow uh, star on it. So why he is convinced that he has to step up and speak out? When you are afraid to speak, that's when you give up your right that's guaranteed by the Constitution and build off right. So who is Dr. Michael Huang? Ten years ago, I probably left centrist. Now I'm right centrist. Okay. Uh, the Democratic Party has left me a long time ago. And what he wants to do in Sacramento. If I do make it to the Senate, and that's I'm going to bring my superpower with me. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Wind Cathy Show. I'm your host, Cathy Zhang. Today, we will talk about California politics. I'm excited to bring you a perspective of a physician in California who is running for office this election. You just saw a few clips of his interview. So before we continue to our patrons, we are making efforts to make this show uh, more like a daily show. So Wei and I have decided uh, each will host a, for a couple of days, uh, which would be shorter version, uh, shorter than usual. And on Friday, we will co-host just as we have been doing for the past uh, two and a half years. So we'd appreciate your continued support. And if you are new to our channel, welcome, and I hope you would subscribe to our channel. Please also remember to hit the like button, of course, if you do like our show. And throughout the show, I would also love to see your comments. We really appreciate anything you do to help grow our channel. So now back to today's topic. With California's primary right around the corner, which is next Tuesday, June 7th, which is uh, for California, it's the first year that uh, the primary is, uh, you know, so ahead of the time schedule. So the media attention is starting to shift to California as expected. But the narratives is mostly about the per uh, perceived democratic strongholds in uh, California's voter basis. However, one of the state Senate districts caught people's attention. However, the legacy media, the mainstream media so-called, is not talking about it a lot. It's the state Senate District 6. The incumbent is uh, Richard Penn, who is an Asian-American physician who is very left-leaning. He is turned out. Senator Richard Penn has gotten national attention because of the multiple controversial vaccine bills he authored or co-authored as a key member of the California Legislative Vaccine Work Group. Due to the various exodus to the Sacramento rural area, 
this district, District 6, that uh, Richard Penn used to represent, it has actually expanded quite a bit, almost like a new district, as you can see in the maps. Now, this district is possibly replaced uh, by another, uh, the Senate seat could possibly be replaced by another Asian-American physician who was a left-centrist, but now much more conservative. And his name is Michael Huang. Dr. Huang told me that uh, he decided to run for office after the pandemic. And uh, why is that? He shared his view on California's politics, his critics to both the left-wing Democratic Party and the GOP in California. And he strongly believes in what, is, uh, what it's going to take to take back California. Dr. Huang also shared his view on the mass shooting in Texas Uvalde School, which is quite unique. So now, um, a brief background of uh, Dr. Michael Huang. He's born and raised in Taiwan, immigrated to Canada at age of uh, 13, 14, then moved to California, Fremont, three years ago, or three years later, rather. And Dr. Michael Huang, he graduated from UCLA and uh, St. George's School of Medicine. He resides now and is practicing as an internist and a family physician in Roseville area, which is near Sacramento. All right, so here's my interview with uh, Dr. Huang. Dr. Huang, you are an internist and a family physician. Why did you decide to run for office? With the legislations that's coming down, I, I realize that it's becoming more and more like a socialist state. There are so much rules coming out where we don't know what to follow. Right? They keep on changing their mind. Um, we are not able to practice medicine. We're not able to do our job. We're not able to uh, operate our restaurant and our business without asking permission. And, it's, and, and it just reminds me of our socialist state. You know, I grew up in Taiwan and immigrated to Canada and U.S. And, and my grandparents are from China. And we fought against the communists before and, and also uh, with the Japanese during World War II. So we've seen what tyranny is. We've seen what socialism is. And it's becoming more and more like it. And I feel like in the past two years, um, it's almost like going to school uh, that's filled with uh, gangs. Um, uh, they can make rules and, and, and uh, anytime they want. They can take your lunch money anytime they wish. They can injure you any, any way they like without you having the say-so and having the ability to protect yourself and your friends and, and your family. So I looked around and because so many people have moved from the Bay Area to my district up in Northern California by Roseville, by Sacramento, mm -hmm. And close to a quarter million uh, people have moved to this area in the past 10 years. So we had a new district. And uh, there's no incumbent. So there, uh, we need to elect a senator. So I, I looked at the options, and I, I was hoping that someone would, um, someone with a leadership skill that and have the, that compassion and, and, and that bravery that would speak up and protect our liberty. And, but I didn't see anyone. 
that that has the desire and trait that I wish that they would have to put a stop to all this madness at Sacramento. So um, I looked around and I felt like, you know, I, I do have that trait. I, I do have the ability to be able to think clearly and being able to reason and I'm not afraid to speak up. And I have helped literally uh, protected thousands and thousands of California in, in the past two years and treated them with COVID and protect thousands of jobs. And, and I see that there's such a huge division and, and I, we really need to stop that. Uh, it doesn't matter you're Democrat, it doesn't matter you're Republican. We are all American. We gotta fight this disease together. We gotta be able to keep our community strong and, and, and maintain our unity. If you're religious, I think it's very important that you retain that faith. You, you're gonna love your enemy, right? Not just the people that's on your side. So I, I felt strongly that we don't have that voice in Senate. We don't have that voice in Sacramento. We don't have that voice of reason. And as you can see, I'm not afraid. Um, I'm, I'm willing to speak up for the right things. I'm willing to make that effort to bring both sides together and, and defend our liberty and defend our freedom and defend our constitutional right. So that's the reason why I decided, hey, I got to do this. I got to run for a state senate. For you, what would be the priorities? Uh, because right now, you know, in California, high tax in the public safety, the education, homelessness, affordable housing, you know, a lot of those are on top of people's mind, are the problems, issues. So what's your um, priorities and the solution, you know, to, I know you cannot just address everything, maybe, you know, top two or three. I think, um, once I make it to California State Senate, it's really going to shake up the political world. I've been told that time and time and time again by politicians. Um, actually, I know a lot of senators. They do come to see me as a patient because of what I do. Uh, they have nowhere to go for COVID treatments, for COVID injury, vaccine injury, and whatnot. So I have a lot of, I know a lot of politicians. And everybody tell me, hey, Mike, you have to run. If you do make it as a Senate, you're really going to shake everybody up. Are they just uh, Republicans or also Democrats? Um, Republican and Democrat. I, I do have a family member that's uh, running for uh, California uh, Assembly, and she's a Democrat. Oh, okay. In the Bay Area. Yeah. Uh -huh. So my number one priority to get into the state is to get that message that, hey, look at me. I'm not a career politician. You guys may need to pay attention because if you continue this way, you're going to be replaced. Two, we had to put a stop uh, to the politician passing rules and regulations and legislation. There's too many. You're running as a Republican candidate. Have you always been a Republican? And uh, how the voters in your district are reacting to your campaign? I'm centrist. Uh, you know, depending on, let's say 10 years ago, I probably left centrist. Now I'm right centrist. Right? Okay. Uh, the Democratic Party has left me a long time ago. Okay. So initially I was kind of concerned, wow, and I, I have moved to such a conservative area. But actually the people I've met, everyone I met were extremely nice, extremely supportive. When they look at me, they don't look at me as, as an Asian. They look at me as American. 
because they can see that I, I really look at the, the value of freedom and liberty uh, as being the most important thing. And uh, yeah, they had no problem working with me and I have nothing but tremendous support from the community. Wow, that's interesting. So you are not the first one, obviously, saying, you know, the, the uh, Democrat Party left you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. I, I think um, there's a saying that uh, when you're 20 years old, if you're not a Democrat, you don't have a heart. When you're 40 and 50 years old, if you're not a Republican, you don't have a brain. Okay. So you so, agree with that? I, I, I don't know whether we agree with that or not. I, I think for anybody that want to live in California, we all had that Democrat spirit in all of us. We all want to, you know, share our wealth. We want everybody to do well. We want to protect our environment. We don't want to throw plastic back in the trash can. Uh, we want to recycle. And that's the reason why we want to move to California, right? It's because we want to live in a very beautiful and very nice environment. We don't want to pollute. And we want to find and, and innovate. We want to um, make apples. We want to make iPhones. We want to have great technology. But now uh, we have carried this to the to the extreme. So again, uh, we should not let your political preference and party that, to come into our community to divide us. We should take the um, the positive aspect, the strong point from each party, and, and make our community better. And that's my goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, Dr. Huang actually mentioned that during the three months of his campaign for California State Senate, he has had a much better understanding of the politics and the politicians in California. So what exactly he saw as a major concern in that regard? And also, you know, why California came from uh, Reagan's red state to nowadays a democratic supermajority, whom to blame. Dr. Huang also shared his view on the Texas Uvalde school shooting, which is quite unique. All the things that we're trying to push has something about dollar sign assigned. If we're really concerned about kids going to college and not get hurt, we need to look at the top two reasons why kids can get injured and die. Number one, accident injuries, car accident, um, doing something silly when they're drunk. Number two, suicide. Have you seen any legislature, bills, any politician talk about these two things, accident and suicide, to protect our young people? Never, right? It's all about vaccines, it's all about medicine, it's all about something that has a dollar sign that can assign and make someone else rich. Talking about prevention, uh, talking about uh, injury prevention, talking about, uh, you know, helping young people not feel so lonely, talking about maybe instill faith into the young people's life, instill patriotism, instill a sense of community uh, that can reduce loneliness and feel a sense of belonging. It doesn't make any money. That's why people don't talk about it. If you look at Uvalde, Texas, with public school shooting, it's really, really devastating. 
and some politicians use this as a chance to push their political agenda, which is, it's absolutely wrong. I, I think as a physician, my superpower is to always try to find a root cause of an issue, a root cause of disease. And when I look at public school shooting in the United States, you know, a lot of people say, oh, the guns are an issue. Well, America has a second amendment. There's a reason why it's there. We cannot undo that. But if you look at all the public school, uh, public, uh, school shooting, it really escalated after the 1960s. And you never see any public, uh, any school shooting in private school, in trade school, in law school, nursing school, in charter school, in engineering school, in diesel mechanic school, in beautician school. You only see public school shooting. Why is that? What happened after the 1960s? In 1962, so Supreme Court in U.S., they did away with school prayer. They say it's illegal. School prayer was discontinued. Not to say that God can protect us, but the importance of prayer in school is it brings the community together. It brings the kids together. It brings the, the principal and the teacher together. That we pray, that we ask God for the blessing on, on the kids, on our community. You help people feel like their little kids feel like, wow, we actually want to have this protection that we belong to a certain group. That's why people that are religious, they have very, very uh, much lower depression and anxiety. When people go to church, they, they feel like they belong to a group. And nowadays, we hardly ever say, um, pledge out the allegiance to the flag. Right? We start to lose the sense of patriotism. If you ask young people nowadays, more than half of them say, I will not take our arms and defend the country if we invade it. It's because we have lost the sense of community. Why is it there's no shooting in these about trade school and in, in, in charter schools and in, in these about engineering schools? Because people went to these, go to these about school by choice. They have a sense of reason. I went to medical school because I want to be a doctor. You went to journalism school because you want to be a news reporter. We are all in this together. We feel this sense of community. We're bound together by this one purpose. But you don't have that in public school. In public school, um, especially now, right? you have, it's godless. It's, 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 uh, you don't have the patriotism. It's just a, a ball of loose sand. You just go there because you're being forced to go. And you get picked on if you don't belong to a certain popular group. That's why we have so much loneliness and, and desperations and, and anger against these about large public school system. So I, I think, and, and politicians, they won't talk about this because it's not a flashpoint that they can sell and escalate their political stance. But as a, as a physician, I, I think that is my superpower is I'm able to take a look at the issue and identify the root cause and see what we can do to treat the, this disease. And yeah, so if I do make it to the Senate and that, that's, I'm going to bring my superpower with me, not to just tackle the tax, it's to help protect the young people, to help prevent, uh, you know, public school shooting in California. It's to help 
do away with homelessness, stop giving homeless people money. Uh, we need to rehab their, their uh, drug habit. Uh, we have to make sure that we enforce laws. If they commit something that's criminal, they had to pay for the crime. Not to release prisoners and, and, and criminal to the community. Yeah, a lot of people just feel the uh, California's uh, super majority of the Democrats really, um, the, whatever they wanted to pass, they can pass it. Like you said, the socialism um, policies. Right now, it seems uh, Republicans are just uh, powerless because of that. So. Well, yeah, if you have any GOP representative, which I know some of them are Asian, I think they should listen to me. I'm sorry to say that uh, California GOP is very weak. Uh, California GOP can be strong. You could have to support the right candidate. Okay, Do not pick and endorse candidate that's going to sway with the wind. And I've been told by many, many politicians in California that I have to run because many GOP supporter candidate will not stand and will not fight. They will sway with the wind. So again, as a physician, I see the root cause of this disease, the root cause of why they are such a strong Democrat majority. Because right now, majority of the uh, community in any type of society, 80% of the people will go with who, whichever party was screaming and yelled the loudest. Right now in California, it's the left. The right has basically given up. We have rolled over and say and play dead and say, please don't hurt me. We cannot do that. We had to be even stronger. And sometimes we had to yell even louder. And you had heard me spoke at the yeah. Capitol. Yes. You probably seen my video at the LA Defeat the Mandate event. I was I there, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you were there. Okay. Yeah. I don't know whether you heard me talk. Mm -hmm. Truckers, Californians, America, welcome to California. This is Sacramento, the root cause of our issues. Our enemies, be it foreign and domestic, have brought us down to our knees without fighting, firing a single shot. We have bowed to socialism. So I'm going to run as a state senator. I'm going to take on the fight to Sacramento. I am going to restore your life. And I am going to protect your liberty. Thank you very much. So I can scream very, very loud. I can yell, but to a reasonable degree. We should not be screaming and yelling like a little child. I just want to get things done our way. I was screaming and I always tell people, if you know me, if you come to me for asking for help, be it a patient, be it someone from the community, you're going to find I'm the kindest, I'm the gentlest person you'll ever meet. But if you're going to trample on this nation's right, if you're going to destroy the constitution, if you're going to destroy the liberty, you're going to find that I am the toughest SOB you'll ever meet because I will not back down. Okay. That's the person I am, that I can be kind and gentle and helpful. But if you're here to harm my community and my family, you pick the wrong person.
to go up against. So I have that drive, I have that dedication, and, and I'm not afraid to talk about it. And I think that's the biggest problem that we have in our society is people are so afraid to speak up and, and really share with what's on their mind, what's on their chest without saying, oh my gosh, I don't want to offend this group of people. I don't want to offend that group of people. I don't want to say something that's going to put my medical career, political career in jeopardy. So I put out a, um, a post yesterday on Instagram. I said, the best way to honor all veteran is to make sure that this is still the land of the free and this is still the home of the brave because this is what they have fought and given their life and, and that's the the way that we can really honor our veteran yeah california went from a red state to now a democratic party supermajority so dr huang what do you think is the root cause Look at my example as a physician. How many doctors have stepped up and treat zero? Why is it? Because they're afraid to lose their job. They're afraid to lose their 401k. Why is it? It's because they, their responsibility, they feel like what's most important for them is their paycheck. A politician's responsibility is you and I, they represent us. But now it's special interests. Um, I went to the Capitol that day. You and I met uh, with a trucker's convoy. I walked past a, a high-end restaurant, all glass restaurant. And inside of the restaurant, there's all the suits. People dress up night, really, really sharp. Everybody got a mask on. There's a couple of CHP officers outside. I looked inside and I'm like, what's going on in there? And I recognized a couple of politicians and with all the lobbyists. So when was the last time you saw your local politician actually went to, came to your uh, establishment and talked to you? Like, hey, what are the concerns that you have for your community? You never see that. Right? So their priority has really strayed. So a physician's priority should be you, the patient. So that's my priority when I treat my patient. When they walk in the door, even if it's the first time I treat them, they are my priority. So I don't care what the state says and what they threaten me. They're going to take my license away. They're going to shut down my door. If someone comes in with a cut on their hand, I'll sew it up. Someone come in with pneumonia, I'll treat them. Someone come in with COVID, I'll help them. So I think they don't have their priorities straight. That's the reason why they, are, they will sway with the wind. Whichever the wind is going to take them to protect their job, protect their 401k, protect their retirement. It's not just the politician. If you look at the Uvalde uh, police, they sit outside with all that bulletproof vest and their high power uh, rifle. They did not go in there and protect these helpless little kids. Why? It's because they're afraid. They are literally afraid. Some of the police actually went in and got their own children out. That's what I heard. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's just, I, I, I think it's, uh, we really need to examine us as a nation. If we don't do our job and we just kind of worry about our own behind, 
be a policeman and insurer, be a, a lawyer, a politician and doctor. Innocent people is going to get hurt. If I did not step up and treat my patient, I will, there will be thousands of COVID patients dead. And there will be thousands and thousands. I protect over 3,000 high-paying jobs in America in the past year alone. That's over a billion dollars of salary and benefit I protected. That's just one person doing their job. That's me doing my job. So I, I think the reason why, it doesn't matter whether you're Asian, African-American, Caucasian. We really need to look at ourselves in the mirror. It's like, who am I? And the president of the United States, who do I really represent? And a news reporter, who do I really represent? What do I really want to convey? Do I want to convey the truth? Or do I just want to sell a headline? Right? Uh, um, uh, you know, some type of things I can, you know, sell clicks. Right? If I'm a physician, am I just kind of worry about selling a drug that my drug rep brought to me and gave me a bunch of movie tickets? I think once we realize what your priority is as your profession, if we truly do that job and do that job well, I think we'll have a much better, better nation, much stronger nation. I think, Dr. Juan, like you mentioned, uh, it reminds us of Cultural Revolution under com Chinese communists. It's like you cannot speak up your mind, otherwise you get into trouble. But in America, more and more, especially in California, we see that just like you described. So as you understand the cultural revolution, there are certain things that you're not allowed to say. Yeah. You got to have the quote-unquote political correctness. If you dare to say anything, the student is going to put a professor to jail, right? Yeah. The nurses is going to put the doctors to jail, or the, the kids is going to report the parents. You have the neighborhood watch. Mm -hmm. Right now, the neighborhood watch and all those things, that the tall hat that people wear with the things that they committed, yeah. right? It's, it's all on the internet, right? It's the cancel culture. It comes in many, many different forms. It's all the same crap. So when you are afraid to speak, that's when you give up your right that's guaranteed by the Constitution and the build off right. Doesn't matter if you're born in China, I'm born in Taiwan, or someone else born in Detroit, Michigan. Every one of us, when we're born, we're all born with a natural right that people are not supposed to hurt us. That if we don't like something, that we should be able to speak freely. We should have the right to a safe environment to live in. This is called a natural right. That natural right in America is guaranteed by the Constitution guaranteed by the Bill of Right. That's hundreds of years of trial from the English common law. So the, the founders of America had took those laws and said, that's the best law we're going to use to guarantee the, the natural right for the American colonists. And now, when was the last time that you have seen uh, in public school or private school, any school teaching civil, uh, teaching civics, right? teaching constitution, teaching us about bill and right. That's not taught anymore. So when you came, were you taught on that? 
Oh yeah, when I was over at Canada, I still remember every morning we have a prayer. Mm. Every morning we sing, we sing all Canada. We we learn about the Constitution of uh, Canadian Constitution, which is very similar to American Constitution. Mm-hmm. So I remember that. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. So in America, we're afraid to speak up now. It's because we're not taught that we have this natural, we have this Constitution Bill right that can protect freedom of speech. So we're not taught that. And the left, the extreme left, are screaming so loud that you basically get threatened. You feel afraid. You feel scared. If you were to take uh, basically a Ronald Reagan, you take him back and say, take a look at the state you were a governor of California. You were U.S. president. Take a look at what's going now. He will be so angry with us. He said, what are we doing? He has worked all his life, even though he's an actor. He wants to have small government. He wants to make sure that we understand the bill, all right, the constitution that will protect it, freedom of speech. And we're basically just throwing everything away. So we all have that choice. We can basically live like American, or we can get rid of the white strap and paint it all red and put a little yellow uh, star on it. So it is our destiny. It is for us to decide what we want to do. Any last comment, things you'd like to share? I, I always like to give this example. When I was uh, uh, growing up in Taiwan, uh, once again to uh, junior high, there are a lot of gangs. They like to come around and stab us with a sharp ruler. And when it came to me, to my class, no one to stand up to. They will come in, in, in a gang of 10. If you don't let them stab you and whatever they want to do to torture you, they would re- literally stab you with a real knife. And I stood up and said, you cannot do this to us. And I pushed them away. They said, how dare you to do this? Don't you know who I am? We're the local gang. I'm like, really? Just to let you know, my dad is in the military. He's the local brigade uh, colonel. He is in command of 5,000 strong, highly trained soldier. If you mess with me, you mess with my dad and all the soldier that's, uh, that, that he commands. Okay? And they will really find you and they will put you in your proper place. When they heard that, they never came back and bothered us. So I used that example. You were strong th- when you were young. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I did not back down. I, I, I hate it when I hate bullies. I, I like to protect my friends. They, they know that. Uh, and the youngest of three older sisters. So when boys used to follow them home and harass them, I literally run out with a long bamboo stick and drive them away when I was like only four years old. <laughs> my, my sister always laugh and like to share that story. So I like to use that example. If I, once I make it to the Senate, every Californian will be the soldier that's going to back me. These politicians are going to stab me, want to hurt me with their sharp rulers and harass me just like gangs. But once they know that I had the backing of hundreds, if not millions of Californians that want to protect your liberty, want to protect your freedom, they will back off because they know that I am backed by a tremendous, a very strong force that they cannot harass us like gangs. So I'm counting on every Californian to 
not just backing me, backing any assemblymen, legislators, and city councils, be a Democrat or Republican, that want to protect your liberty and want to protect your freedom and freedom of speech, that we should back these type of politicians. So it's very important that we should have a very, very strong force. Because right now we don't have that representation, right? The politician only answer to special interests. But actually the people of California are actually the strongest force. And we need to wake everybody up and utilize that. So that's the thing that I want to share with every one of your listeners, that we have to have something organized and support the politician that's going to defend our freedom and liberty. So in about a, a week, we'll know whether I'll make it through the primary. And I hope that uh, I will. And I hope that I all have the opportunity to represent the state. So once I get into the Senate, it's not, I'm just not just going to stay in this area. I'm going to be coming to the Bay Area. I'll be coming to Northern California. I'll be going down to Southern California. I'm going to um, basically get to know and, and link up Californian that want to protect our rights. Um, so I'll be very, very vocal and you can support me, uh, a donation. We need tons of donation. I have spent all the funds that we raise in the past two and three months. We need more money. We still need to give a last push. So go to Huang Senate, H-U-A-N-G, Senate.com and donate. Thank you, Dr. Yeah. Huang. Yeah, good to have you. Okay. I would like to thank you for giving me this opportunity to, to talk to, to you, and I really enjoy that. And support me any way you can at huangsenate.com, and hopefully you'll see me in uh, Sacramento uh, comes uh, next year. All right, so that's uh, Dr. Michael Huang. What do you think? Will he be able to shake up Sacramento and uh, California? So uh, let's uh, see some of your comments. I love to see all of your comments. I love reading them. And uh, so it's just such a, a joy, you know, to see your, you know, your thoughts and uh, your perspectives. So I saw here, uh, Maria, you said, uh, I will vote for you. I'm a white, middle-aged uh, Aryan female and would vote for you tomorrow. We are all Americans when we think like you. Wow, so we do have voters in, uh, in this, for this district. So, Maria. And uh, Charles said, uh, I won't be voting as I live in Texas. If I were in Sacramento, I would uh, vote for you, Dr. Huang. Wow. And... Um, Waiting for daybreak, you said, that, yeah, I wish more Californians can see, hear this, and vote candidates who have sense like him. Okay, and uh, also um, out on a limb saying, oh, this doctor has a heart and a brain, both a heart and a brain. Okay, and the child said, very, very smart, very good superpower. Doctors are great at diagnosing root cause. Wow, so you do agree with uh, Dr. Huang's, um, uh, his ability of, um, you know, diagnosing the root cause. I'm curious about uh, how do you think of uh, his reasoning of the mass shooting in the public schools. So when I heard uh, his perspective, actually, you know, it's quite, um, I think it's quite unique. And uh, I would like to do more research on this, but uh, just wonder how you think of uh, he's saying the public school, you know, because of 
One reason is because of in the 1960s, they got rid of the prayers in school, which made the public school, the students, you know, less um, can be really having a unified force. So how do you think? And the less safe in that regard. And um, wait for daybreak. You said uh, California has become so liberal and terrible, hard on people and business, but easy on criminals. You know, I think a lot of Californians would agree with that, no matter which party you belong to. Larry said, compared to Missouri, California is already a socialist state. Well, Dr. Huang certainly thinks like that. And um, Larry also said, uh, most lifelong politicians are so busy stuffing our money in their pockets, they don't have time to hear the truth. That's unfortunate, but like Dr. Huang, he wants to, you know, he really spoke out, spoke up and spoke out trying to shake up Sacramento to make them realize, right? You cannot just only be a pol um, career politician. You represent people, you have to work for people. And uh, Charles says something interesting, KGB infiltrated our country to destroy our belief in our country. Communists want to destroy our religion. Well, um, you know, certainly I think the communists really, uh, one, you know, one big trait of uh, communists is they, they are atheist and they see people who have faith the biggest threat. That's why, uh, you know, since the takeover of the power in China, the communists uh, just, uh, you know, again, again, just uh, crack down on people who have religious belief, you know, from those um, monks, right, the temples, the churches, and most recently, in the past 23 years, the people who practice Falun Gong, which is, you know, rooted in the traditional Chinese culture and also, you know, really without uh, any cultural boundaries, which has spread over to, uh, you know, over a hundred countries around the world. But the Chinese communist sees people who have such faith, people who hold um, truthfulness, compassion, tolerance as their principle, as their biggest enemy. So I think, Charles, you got that right, totally. And um, uh, Kitty Hawk, you said, talk about eloquence with spice. I think you are complimenting Dr. Huang, right? And uh, Charles, you said, I will say this. We will win arguments if we talk like this, factual and respectful. All right. And uh, yeah, one thing Dr. Huang really touched upon is um, the fear, you know, how fear, how not to speak, not be able to speak our minds really has, a, is one of the root cause. So out on a limb said, fear is what they want. It stops positive progress and uh, keeps people in bondage. Heartbreaking to watch this happening in America and anywhere in any country. That's so true. In you know, in coming from uh, communist China, we just 
you know, one thing we read when, like Kathy and Wei, we when we before we came to this country, one thing, you know, a lot of people in uh, China like us, they really admire people in the United States, is that they are able to say anything in their mind, and uh, you know, we never thought it will come to this stage in United States that. People are so you know watching what they say, and uh, you know sometimes it, you know this will lead to what it will lead to. People will watch what they think, so that's what the totalitarian uh, regime wants. That's what communists wants. So they just you know they scare you. They make you watch your mouth, which what you speak. And the next step is they want make you to watch out what you think, so you know what that leads to. So, um, and uh, oh, Kitty Hawk, you said it's almost June fourth. Please never forget the peace and the courage, the hearts and the love. The people, June fourth, prayer for China to overcome the oppression of the CCP. God bless you. Thank you, Kitty Hawk. Uh, yes. So today. Yeah, it's two days away from June fourth anniversary. This year is the thirty-third anniversary. So we will have a special report on Friday for you. So yeah, it's it's very special day, and I think it's not only for China, for people, for the Hong Kongers who really lost their freedom, and for Taiwanese people, you know. Uh, mostly for Chinese people, but also for Americans, because more and more people are realizing the threat of the, of the communist China. You know, it's it's really like the blind lawyer Chen Guangcheng. He emphasized, you know, again and again, the Chinese Communist Party is the most threat to the whole world. So yeah, June fourth anniversary is the time to remind people again. And uh, wow, more comments here. Um, yeah, I can't. You know, unfortunately, I cannot go through all of them. But I uh, really appreciate you share your thoughts um, on the issue we talk about, and uh, of course, any other and other issues like yeah. And um, let's see. I I want to read uh, Alexandros' uh, comment. You patriots must protect each other. Truth and trust are your most valuable assets now, my friends. Yes, and I would say you know people like you, people like uh, Dr. Huang. You know, you are all the greatest asset for this great country. Because of people like Dr. Huang, who is, you know, is uh, um, has the courage to st step up and speak out, and people like you always constantly seeking for truth. That's why I think um, there's hope for this country, and that's why you know we believe the communists, communism won't be able to take over our country as long as we keep speaking up and speaking out and seeking. For truth. All right. So um, yeah, and Charles, like Charles said, everyone has been great on the chat. 
Yes, uh, really, really excited to see all those, to read all your comments. And some of them I will read afterwards, after the show. So I think that's it for today. Really appreciate it. It's our, you know, not a regular hour, regular day for the show. But uh, when I decided to try out to see whether we can use this way to make a, a more like a daily show for you uh, so that uh, we can, you know, make this channel grow and make more people uh, to know about truth. So anything, if you can help to spread our channel, grow, grow our channel, really appreciate it. All right, so take care and we'll see you tomorrow. Good night, bye-bye. Is a ballot cast in an envelope better than cast in person? What happens once a ballot is mailed back or dropped in the Dropbox? The core of our election system is to have ballots correctly reflect the wishes of the voter. Only then can we ensure consent of the governed. Learn how ballots are counted and why it is critically important to cast your ballot in person at a vote centre. Search Happy Goose on Rumble and watch illustrative videos. Your vote is important. Make sure it counts.